Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Now, when I was your age, I was always out hoeing around, having myself a good old time. No, I wish I was hoeing around. No, you don't. Should we check between his toes? <laughs> This is Filmsack. <laughs> oh, sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. To film sack film sack episode 468 mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind i'm scott johnson joined today by brian class boner dunaway oh classy boner oh <laughs> hi chachi sorry i didn't see you there now i'd like to read my poem about something that's pretty important to me and that i get really confused about a lot it's called chachis chachis sometimes i feel like i'm so much above them And sometimes I feel like I'm so much below them. Sometimes I hate them and sometimes I love them. Hold on a second. I'm having a puberty-fueled fantasy about boobies. All right. Now, where was I? Right. Sometimes I hate them and sometimes I love them. But if I was a caveman, I think I'd just club them. Oh, come on. Don't boo the cooter. You know, the Gary Cooter is all about the love. Hand me my trapper keeper. I got a raging puberty cooter boner that I need to hide. Oh, hi, Scott, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man that made it all worth it the high oh high scat man part that was really good you there well done You're a little too close yeah he is a little too close that guy was always a little too close gotta love me some scat man gonna get the uh, an axe to the gut by somebody if he's not careful with the shining anyway yeah. hey also with us randy how many pairs of glasses does that girl own anyway jordan Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian, Randy, and hello, everyone else. It's good to see you all here at the Lufkin, Texas Comfort Inn and Meeting Room Complex. I'll be signing your copies of my new book, Telekinesis for Boys. After this talk, in my book, you're going to learn exactly what happens when teenage boys get superpowers. Like, number one, they make things float around. Boys love this. 
Remarkably, they never ever make money float out of ATMs or make police guns all fire at the same time. It's really amazing. Uh, number two, believe it or not, they don't spend every hour of the day trying to make their penis larger. Hey, folks, don't leave yet. Please don't leave yet. Okay, sorry. Folks, sorry. Well, uh, for the rest of you, number three. When your teenage boy discovers telekinesis, you'll notice that every young woman in the world is always wearing clothes that can either be pulled down or pulled up and completely off. It's an amazing fact that girls don't ever wear clothes like long sleeve dress shirts or pants that are tied around the waist. Boing. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Everything had Velcro. <clears throat> yep. That's the way it was in 1982. We just mm -hmm. found out Velcro. It was brand new, and everyone had it. All right. With us finally, Brian, first one to puke is a loser ribbit. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to lose this one. Uh, let's see. Oh, look. The new issue of uh, Bachelor Bait has arrived. Let's see what's in the classifieds. Uh, this first one. Oh, single white female high school student looking for her Mr. Right. I'm looking for someone to be in charge of my days and my nights. Yeah. And if guys don't make passes at girls who wear glasses, don't worry. I only wear them for the first half of the film. Call me. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. All right. Oh, what do we have this on this one? A single white male aims to find a girl with the whole nine yards because eight isn't enough. Oh. I'm into nude model photography. Stick with me and I'll make you famous as the first plaintiff in the hashtag Me Too movement. No need to call me. I've probably been watching you through the blinds. <laughs> uh, oh, this one. Oh, this one looks interesting. All right. High school student with newly found powers and an overprotective religious mother. I'm looking forward to making this year's prom night no, uh, a night nobody will forget. Hey, I think I know who this is. Oh, wait, there's more. Turnoffs include people laughing at me, dark closets, and buckets of pig blood in the rafters. Nicely done. We're all going to laugh at you. We're all going to laugh at you. All right. So the movie's zapped. I, I, can't. I thought it was Carrie. No, it oh, wasn't Zap Carrie. <laughs> okay, it's, it's the Zapped. comedy version of Carrie. Yeah, you got your Willie Ames, your uh, your uh, uh, Scott Bayo, Chachi, Chachi. Yeah, he's in this. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, a few other names. They're all in this. It's Zapped. It's this 1982 thing that was forbidden fruit in the Johnson house, all based on the poster. No other reason. In fact, it was mm -hmm. PG here in the states. It was R, and it's uh, international release. And also, I guess there's an extended unrated version or something although right. Dunaway you said rated. at the exact same running time which is weird no. yeah so i mean but how, how much longer does it take to show points. boobs oh yeah right? maybe that's it they cut out real stuff and then put in some more boobs probably right mm -hmm. uh yeah, you know, they did probably replace the the shots of boobs with reaction shots or something right yeah. like same right same amount of time but instead yeah. of like Right, yeah, it was, the, it, it was the other way around. You, you the take, awkwardly covering themselves up for a few seconds, like, oh, 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 no, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, no. That sounds right. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, I'm, actually, yeah. I'm actually glad that we saw the R-rated version rather than the censored for TV version of this movie. I've never, I'd never heard of it until you guys brought it up for Film Sack. Uh, but it, it, it's definitely one of those films that would have driven me crazy if I was watching cleverly censored stuff. Because it would have taken away from the, what the film is about, right? Mm, it's about right. it's about a teenage boy's prurient desires, and to as a viewer to really have no idea what he's getting, you know, for his efforts would yeah. have been really frustrating. Well, I'm actually a little bit surprised because so all right, so from the perspective of a kid who was who was uh, you know forbidden from seeing this movie based on the poster, it was all about the poster mm -hmm. for my mom. And the poster mm -hmm. was, for those who haven't seen it, is um, 
Willie Ames and Scott Bale leaning through a window and Scott Bale's doing a little magic with his hands and then there's a girl in there with her skirt flipping up and they're looking at her butt. So that's and Willie Ames is like, yeah, yeah, he's look at that. It. Willie Ames is so, super into it. And so I when I so so, to be clear, to be clear, your parents saw a poster of a sexual assault. Yeah, and, essentially. Yes, my mom did. Yeah, understandable my, that they wouldn't like that. I don't think my but dad you cared. The most important part is where George Washington is all like, what? Mm. That's the most important part of that. <laughs> oh, really? Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah George Washington. The there looking. <laughs> yeah. This is our, very much first, a this is very much an illustration from Mad Magazine. Our I mean, first president. Surely was uh you know down with some sexual assault. That's all. Oh I'm sure. I, sure. I I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. <laughs> right. I yeah. Well, you know that's how he got those wooden. I teeth. have no idea how those wooden teeth came but... about. But anyway, see, he could not tell a lie. So maybe we should ask him his ghost. Anyway, here's the deal. So uh, so they so they forbid me from seeing this based on the poster alone. Or my mom did. My dad I don't think cared or knew. But my mom was making a big deal out of it. And so in my head, I constructed what I thought this movie was going to be. And what I constructed in my head was way more akin to something like Porky's or something like um, right. just a, like a really raunchy sort of, uh, you know, even like a super bad kind of level of raunch. And it's not that at all. I mean, it, it's got bits of that, but it isn't just that. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's it's mostly about him going all oh, these powers, they let me do this stuff, but really I want to find a girl I really like and fall in love with. And I, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like right, it's not right. really all that, period. So it's is, not all that. Is, so is it, uh, is it ironic or more apropos that your mom uh, mirrored one of the topics in this film, which was the, uh, the, the satanic panic kind of parents... Mm. Oh yeah, so, yeah. From nope. that time period, right. yeah, that didn't uh, that, that didn't fall uh, on deaf ears here because I saw all that stuff right. too, and I went, oh, okay, so they're depicting kind of what my mom was doing, and my mom, you know, she wasn't like Nazi about this stuff, but there were just certain things she'd lock into. This one, they wouldn't, uh, they couldn't, excuse me, couldn't handle RoboCop in our house. Oh my gosh, no, RoboCop, sure. RoboCop was right. too too violent. Like that was like the 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 end all be all of that's not that can't be in our house kind of violence. And uh, for whatever reason, she would just glom onto one or two of these. This was absolutely one of those. So imagine my disappointment when I'm watching it and two things happen. One, it's not nearly as, you know, dirty or gross as, as she I made mean, it out to, to be. be. And, and I'll let you continue. But to be as raunchy as you're describing where it's just nonstop people using uh, telekinesis to rip women's clothes off, that would just basically be softcore porn. Yeah, that would basically right, be. Right. You're right. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong because it, it doesn't ever... And, and and you, the point has been made they, that you know they've they, gotta, they basically have to have some plot in there to bring yes, uh, audience. Do they? There. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> do they have a plot? You mean, or do they have to bring in a plot? I mean, it's or do, do you have to bring in a plot? Right. I mean, you That's do if you want to have it di differentiate itself from just nonstop. Hey, let's just oh, what, here's a boob, here's a boob, here's a boob, here's a boob. Right. Like that well, would that, get boring. Yeah. <laughs> would it? Would it? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's to a teenager, been, teenage boy, like, would it? Would it be? Would it? I, I feel like we've we've already talked about this recently on Film Sack. Like just just with Beastmaster, right? We were talking about uh, right. the the weirdness around uh, filming a scene that has nudity in it mm -hmm. while you're also making a movie. And what, there's a line you cross, I think, making a movie where you're no longer filming a scene of uncomfortable nudity but that's what the movie is about 
you know mm-hmm. and, yeah. and this movie really isn't about anything like the movie has no plot it has no beginning middle and end it doesn't like it's it, the, this movie like you have to give it something mm, and the right. something is uh the excitement of uh, all of this sexual assault i think this uh, this movie while the sexual assault absolutely is a uh, is a topic worth discussing i think that uh a lot of this was to look at how we felt at the time. And I think that they were always trying to, that was the comeuppance. So the comeuppance for any woman in this story was mostly to make their boobs pop out or lose their clothes where the comeuppance for most of the men was to be tossed about or thrown, uh, Mm -hmm. thrown about uh, to kind of like table or right. So it kind of revenge the nerds kind of idea that, you know, they're, they're being uh, attacked or whatnot. So I, this, I, this predates Revenge of the Nerds, right? Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think I'm thinking did. I thought Revenge of the Nerds was okay, a couple years, right? I'm seeing that incorrectly. I want to say Revenge of the Nerds was '84, '85. Yeah, right. Two, two years. I just looked it up. Two yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was definitely on our minds though at the time, right? That sure, sure. That we were being. I mean, the re- by the, the cheerleader and the you know the jock and that kind of. And thing. And this is so post Porky's. This is post Porky's. So they were mm-hmm. aiming, which is for also that. in Revenge of the Nerds, essentially. Yeah, you know, kind of. Yeah, I mean, we were into it, and that, and that's you know, in these last few years or i shouldn't say last few last 10 12 years uh the resurgence of sort of you know raunchy comedy r-rated comedies coming back was is, right. is a kind mm-hmm. of a return to this stuff a little bit the qualities now is it raunchy comedy or sexual comedy i don't know well i don't know i consider well i consider porky's to be kind of raunchy comedy and this to mostly be a sexual comedy because most of it revolves around a Maybe just a few characters that are—I don't know. It's—it's it's not a very clear definition, probably. But I—I I think I feel when I watch Porky's, I feel like I'm—I uh, don't know, like watching sexual sexual comedy like, just feels so highbrow, perverts. like you couldn't apply right. it to, to this. Like, I don't even know okay, what movie so, I would apply sexual right, comedy so, to. So, like, even though it didn't happen, I kind of feel like Scott Scott Bayo's character is going to grow. Okay, and so I feel like that's a sexual comedy. It's a coming of age. Uh, even though it is a lots of places this is inaccurate, but like with Porky's, I didn't feel like anybody grew at the end. They were just boys will be boys. Yeah, they were trying thing. to they were trying to implicate that there was some growth here for Bale's character and that they, that right. he finally found his his center or whatever. But then they ruin it all by him going, "Well, I got hit in the head, so now I can fly." <laughs> like, I can fly. It was stupid. And, uh, I actually, I right. actually thought the that was like yeah. that was yeah that was the worst because I was like. You know, you hadn't made me think about why you're squandering your new superpowers by, you know, exp- you know, getting people their comeuppance. And now you're making me go, wow, you had this amazing superpower where you could like uh, you could actually phase through objects and fly. And I'm like, wow, you're just not a good superhero at all. You're just there's you're and the there's worst. always with these kind of movies, there's always a couple different directions you can go. You can go with the ooh, I've got new superpowers, but then I kind of use them for my own benefit but by the end i've realized that no it's better for you know for me to use them for good kind of thing mm-hmm. right and then there's kind of this one where it's like well i'm going to use them mostly for bad but but uh also for good and by the time i lose them i was about to kind of start using them for good anyway and then yeah right you you just really described you just you just well described what i've been what's been pounding my brain about this most of the time a movie like this where something's discovered 
they had the perfect setup. He's this nerd in a in a lab working on science experiments while all his friends are out having high school fun. He's just mm-hmm. being a dud, but he's super studious and all of this. What's supposed to happen is you get the powers, you slowly start to ramp it up, and then you're a total dick for a while. Right. And right. then you then you see the error of your error of your ways, and then you back down and you give up your power and you go back to being normal. There's a million movies and stories I, like this, but they didn't I follow love- that arc. I love Scott that in in a movie like this that is chock full of comedy tropes, mm-hmm. like it's overrun with with tropes that are bad. That you're like, you know, this could have used a bigger trope. You know, like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to he's supposed to use the powers until he loses all of his friends, not yes, just the girlfriend there. with the thick breakable glasses and how those <laughs> how glass didn't shatter into her eye that first time he did I, it. I don't I, I don't know, I'm, but. I'm saying I found it refreshing that it didn't include <laughs> that, it didn't that trope. No. No, see, I, I found it, it disjointed because they didn't do that. It just felt. I weird. feel like they didn't they didn't uh, omit it because they um, because they wanted to go a different direction. I think they omitted it because they forgot that they could do that, or they didn't think of it. <laughs> no, no, that's oh, yeah. absolutely right. I that's forgot. absolutely right. It is it is an incredibly incompetent film in, in, in on the script. You know, like it's just it, it makes no sense. It's got these things that are shoehorned in. And the mm-hmm. two that I noted that are the most out of left field shoehorned in are the Star Trek scene, which is I just I I that I'm sorry. That's a Millennium Falcon. Uh, that's oh, yeah. Glued onto some other stuff. But then the scene where his friend uh, has sex with the vice principal in her office mm-hmm. is just I'm just like, what is this doing in this movie? Like why, why, what is it telling me? And I spent a long time in this movie trying to figure out why did they depict the guy having sex with the woman in it? You know, like what, what is this movie about? Is it, it's, is it only just to set up that, uh, Willie Ames is a perv? Yeah. I mean, if that's the only purpose of it, cause it never gets used. It's not like, like she helps them out later on in the film, um, because of her relationship with, uh, with Willie Ames. No, it's like. All right, well, uh, we're sneaking off to go have sex, and um, yeah, that's and about they, as much of yeah, and they is. and they just gloss over the teacher relationship that he had, and they just gloss mm-hmm. like it seemed like they were setting him up for a big moral at the end of the story, but Willie Ames never gets it. In fact, I'm going to call him no. Chicken the Bucket this time because that dude at the very end <laughs> is nowhere to be seen when things end. Grab a bucket. He is just Grab. poof. No more Willie Ames, yeah. no solution to his story. He's either just well, a pervert the, or he he's does a... the uh, Groucho Marx thing, right? And right. He runs off with his cape. Every, uh, off, everything off. is a. <laughs> they never miss an opportunity to have a phallic symbol, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. For, for me, the uh, the chick in the bucket from in this movie, the, the 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 prototypical example of that trope is the two guys with the butts uh, hanging on a tree branch. <laughs> they are just <laughs> left there. And I realize they're actually two guys that end up being in the movie over and over later. But I, I never saw anybody get them down. <laughs> I just think, I just think he, somehow he used his powers to stick them to that. <laughs> that That's brand. an awfully long butt shot, too. Like oh, that. Oh man, that, makes uh, you realize how much I hate mooning. It's like, oh, you, no, you yeah. want to just go ahead no. and get to get to this now? Yeah. Most. yeah, yeah, that was it. I can't. I yeah. can't do man. I, I can't do full freaking beefcake man butt where they just bend <laughs> right over and give me the full Monty. I can't do it. I just can't live with it. I can't move. I can't deal with it. Now there's somebody out there going, "Oh Scott, quit being such a a weenie about seeing some guys bare naked butt." No, I'm talking about like freaking 
wide open. I can see your corn shoot. You got the, you right, got the right. like <laughs> right, get exactly. away. That's an eighties thing. Like these days, I feel like people are all taped up and have like stuff going on to make it so you can't see anything when they move yeah. somebody. But in the but in the old <laughs> movies, they just dropped trow and went to town, and I'd hate no, that. If you if they ever release this on four K, you're you you're gonna be able to tell what these guys had for lunch. <laughs> right. Here's, I'm glad you brought that up because I was. I was absolutely appalled at how uh, watching this in high definition with a, you know, a really good transfer uh, just made it seem like Scott Bayo was wearing a pound of foundation in every shot of him. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know why that just bugged me. I could not like, I, every time I saw him, I was like, what's wrong with Scott Bayo's face that it's so covered up in makeup. Yeah. He had a lot on. He also, um, I mean, I understand the, the Scott Bayo charm at the time, like coming off us of happy days. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I think this is even, was this pre Jody Loves Chachi or during, or I don't know. I don't know when it must have been during you. since, I mean, it's the same actor, right? His, his buddy yeah. was also really Ames. No, I'm sorry. His buddy was in Charles yeah. in charge. Yeah. Right. Charles in charge right. was later. Right. That was nine eighty nine or some, some late eighties thing, but. I'm looking it up he now. He was doing Joni Loves Chachi from 1982 to 1983. So yeah, this wow. would have been this would have been uh, same time. Same time or just starting that. Charles okay. in charge 84 to 90. Right. All right. And this had this had a transition of some of some uh TV stars going to the big screen. We had uh uh Felice, I can't say her last name, Shester, is that right? Uh I think so. Yeah, she, the was, one. she was in the first Shatter. season. Yeah, she was in the first season of uh uh, facts of life, facts of life. Right. she was in the season where nobody remembers you know it's basically yeah. like hey you remember uh you remember nancy from facts of life no i remember tootie i remember natalie right. i remember blair i remember joe uh there was never any other oh my right. lord brian the... you remember so much about the facts of life i'm blown away <laughs> well that's that was amazing. the facts of life how could he not yeah. remember I the mean, very simple facts of I mean, life you take the good one. you take the bad and, yeah and yeah you take them both and there you've got it what was her name mrs what was it? The lady, Mrs. Garrett, Mrs. From, Garrett, uh, different from... strokes, and so then she, the spinoff show. Uh, yeah, and so she's she's actually credit. This girl's credited from different strokes as well. I guess there was some crossover yeah, there. So, but she after and, this thing and and shortly after this, done out, no acting. Her IMDb is a barren wasteland. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. she like zapped, I'm she done. Did, yeah. She did an episode of uh, Alice, an episode of ER, yeah. and then it's all producer after this. Yep. And I don't blame. And her. then did did, did did any of you ever watch uh, Eight Is Enough? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of course. With Willie Ames and uh, want me to name want me to name all the yeah <laughs> name all right, name right. all eight of them, Brian. <laughs> name eight. Sit down. <laughs> name I all really eight don't. or I, nine. I am amazed. Nicholas and Susan and uh, oh my lord, I, I'm, I'm amazed at how many of these <laughs> relatively famous actors have like the other person that it, that you can't really distinguish like for uh, uh scott Bayo, it's uh ralph macchio right like he's basically the same guy kind of, and yeah. then for for this guy it's greatest american greatest hero, american uh, hero. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure oh which that... is which is really funny when you do the carry zapped com- uh, comparison yeah right uh it's important to note too this dude here let me pull up his name because i wrote it down Robert I was... Mandan. is that who that is no chester tate no merit merit buttrick uh is the actor so he's okay. the guy with the headband and the punk rock. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, my, that's yeah. my that's my intro guy. Yeah, yeah that's your intro yeah. guy. He Cooter, yes. Cooter. He uh, immediately I went, wait, wait, wait. I know him. I know him. 
What do I know him from? And I looked him up. Oh, he's Wrath of Khan's right. uh, Kirk's son. He was he was uh, the greatest American hero in the Wrath of Khan. Yes, right, that's the right. one. He was. And so <laughs> every time, here. every time I see that guy, I think greatest American hero. I thought those were the same actors growing up. You did, yeah, you yeah. Did. And I was wrong. And that dude died like early. Uh, he did 1989 at the age of 29. Yeah, wow. yeah. I don't remember what he happened. Right in that he, before yep, he had a chance was, to that was come up with a better. Yeah. Before he had a chance to come up with a better IMDb photo. Yeah, no kidding. Oh. But he was in, um, let's see. Oh, he was on Next Generation? I didn't know that. Uh, he was, uh, uh, the, 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 I think he had the AIDS, I think. I think he was, That's. I think oh, that's really? what he died from. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I'm, for my whole life, I thought, oh, that's that guy from Greatest American Hero. And then somebody pointed out, <laughs> no, no, he has, he has passed away. He's not with us yeah. anymore. So that was kind of sad. But anyway, here he is in his glory being a, uh, you know, I don't know, Billy Idol type. He's being a good. Yeah. I didn't understand because they kind of somewhat implied through his clothing and somewhat through his attitude that he may have had a small garage band that uh, I think would have been more appropriate for the uh for the prom. I think he had an idol, <laughs> maybe a Billy idol in his life. <laughs> yeah, right? and, yeah, and, with the feather uh, earring and um it was very Billy idol. I'm trying to remember, do we see him we never see him like get his uh comeuppance? Not really comeuppance. I mean, I guess he uh, he guess he he earned a comeuppance, but he didn't go to the the college party <laughs> with the come up as well we didn't get did to he, see it did he even show up at the prom like was there a thing with him at the prom no that's what i was saying i, I missed opportunity chicken the bucket, chicken the bucket. I'm, yeah i'm sorry to say i can't tell any of these people apart like i with the well, exception of, of batman crothers everyone right. in this movie is the same to me yeah by the way you gotta love the fact that uh in this movie scatman crothers gives the kid the shining yeah that's yeah, right he right, totally right. does you think about that very good uh, by the so, way, so that so the, the gif I just put in our chat is is the only other part he gets that's big where he enters the the auditorium right. in grand fashion. Right. Other he than says, that, I'm Gary Cooter. Yeah. He comes in or whatever. Yeah, I love that. That yeah. was my instantly. I was like, he's my intro. Yeah, I'm like outside yeah. of that though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of checking the bucket that guy. Yeah. So this was filmed at a, a real. Could have used him in the prom thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I would have thought it would be an essential. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, there. The, this was a lot. A lot of this was filmed at at a high school, a real high school, and I'm assuming that a lot of these people are high school students. Well, let me tell you. So this is the other thing I wanted to tell you at the top of the show that I decided to wait until we started recording. Um, I was immediately convinced when I saw the exterior shot that this was West High School in downtown Salt Lake City. I was immediately mm-hmm. convinced when they were playing baseball that that was in Midvale somewhere. Like I started seeing all of these things and I went, oh, look at all these Utah. I know this was filmed in Utah to the I go to the Internet to find out. Nope. It's all California schools. It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. I there's a later shot where you kind of see that typical L.A. school that we don't have them that style here in Colorado, probably not in Utah either, where a lot of the campus is outdoors. And instead of going through an indoor hallway to get to your classes, you have like an outdoor courtyard. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, like a corridor Cap that's uh, yeah. maybe it may have like a canopy covering or something. But it's right, open. exactly yeah. like a columns, but it's but it is outdoors. Yeah. Um, so for a hot minute, because they used to use West High School for a lot of movies, and I thought like Three O'clock High was filmed in partly there and partly Ogden and other movies like love that. that movie. Whereas this thing clearly isn't. But man, did it feel like home? It it really weirded me out. It felt like '80s home. And uh, the only thing that didn't feel genuine to me is because I live in the South and. We never had cheerleaders for a baseball team. 
team. <laughs> oh, we were all right. about the football. I'm not saying it didn't exist. I'm just saying I never saw it. Yeah. Oh, everything about really it. Like I, I just it it's such a did the person who who directed this movie ever actually go to a high school kind of movie? Right. Like I, I'm I'm convinced this person was homeschooled because like every little <laughs> thing. You know, like the, a lot of this movie takes place in a science lab in a high school. Nothing like an actual high school science lab at all. Mm. Not now, not 30 years ago, nothing like it. Uh, like when, when uh, what's his name comes in and is looking for his booze and there's all of these like evaporating beakers full of different fluids on a shelf to mm. knock over. Yeah. Uh, just like, why... Why are we depicting it this way? Couldn't couldn't it be just a little bit more realistic? Are, are you saying in your science classes, your physiology classes, you never made little scuba suits for mice and put little helmets on them? And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go from a movie. We go from one movie where we're watching uh, them drown ferrets to now they're drowning mice in this right, one. Right. I, I had a I had a high school principal named uh, Mr. Uh, Tumberlinson, and he was one of these uh, prison warden. Uh, principals you know you know the type right like, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i i also had a, a elementary school principal named mr oliver who was like that you know uh the shaved head the you know the bulldog kind of principal and the idea that anyone in a school could have convinced my principal to just not go into a room that that door doesn't work like yeah, it just yeah, that was kind of odd. insane. Yeah. He would have kicked the door in if somebody <laughs> had told him you can't go in there, Mr. Principal. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I feel I feel the same way. That was that was some things that were not genuine for my high school experience. However, there is a lot of this 80s, and I think this reason why it's a it's kind of a, a bit of a cult movie, uh, is because it, it does it does portray some true aspects of high school Especially without being time, over sure. the top like some of the films that were coming out at the time yeah uh so, like you know that's fair were, well yeah so i mean it, it was kind of a gentle handling of high school life I, I i really resonated with the my mom had you know she my mom was always telling me stuff like yeah i need to see your arms and i i hear people shoot up between their toes you know and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff so i mean this but, was, this oh, was yeah. to, to me, me. To me, this was just proof that additional proof that once John Hughes came along, it ruined everyone else. Like he just did it so much better and so much more right. to me, so much more accurately. Even in things that are a little shaky, like Sixteen Candles, there's a couple that aren't you know that kind of don't hold up as well. But he was able to just dive into the '80s high school mythos in a way that I've always felt like right. it just it destroyed everybody else's attempts to do this anymore it makes this kind of stuff just look dumb everyone looks 24 like what are you even doing it's just he reflected bad. the he reflected the the feeling of being in high school and the feelings we had whereas this movie was more like akin to all those nutty professor movies in my opinion and uh it kind of kind of harkened back to like older disney films uh the the, the computer that wore tennis shoes tennis shoes yeah that, right? that was very similar to that so yeah you know? so i mean it was those kind of disney films but with an adult flavor of yeah, sorts. a little bit but they so, do he does still do the the john hughes thing of that the parents that all adults are idiots yeah, yeah oh my god these teachers are and, these are extremely again, idiots though they're the worst yeah. these parents <laughs> ever since we ever since we coined that trope on what feels like the very first episode of film sack i've always i've always felt like that 
that we, no, I'm just saying that we've been saying, you know, <laughs> that movies use this all adults yeah, are yeah. stupid trope over and over and over. But I, I can't get over how there's actually some semblance of hope to that trope. And it's because I remember also being a teenager. And like Brian said, my, my parents went through the whole thing where they would hear that something was going on and they would come check me for it. Like I remember when I had to secretly go buy the ACDC album, the razor's edge. And then I basically hit it. (laughs) My parents didn't, didn't know I had that CD. Well, you know, people, you know, people who are on drugs, they, they like to chew ice. Yeah. Are you kidding me, mom? I like to chew ice because everybody likes to chew ice. It's a terrible idea for your teeth. It's bad for your teeth. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But then of course my parents found it. They found the razor's edge by ACDC. Uh And then we had a, uh, what what, what do you call it? When you uh, approach someone. An intervention. Thank you. Yeah. It was like it's ridiculous, you know. But like, like I have we those see memories. That you're on the highway to hell, and we want to yeah. bring you back. <laughs> That's the reason why the preacher is here right now. Yeah. And just imagine <laughs> what it what it's like now with the internet. Oh my gosh! No, just imagine yeah. parents. I'm. I feel like I must. Be, I, I was really lucky. I never had that kind of um, monitoring growing right. up. My parents were so that, hands off that I mean, I even remember like. I could, you know, go out on my bike at eight o'clock at night, not come back till ten thirty or eleven on a school night. Even mm-hmm. were you a um, latchkey kid or were you? Just... I was. No, I okay, totally yeah. was. I see. Yeah, that's for... funny because I was too. But there were these pinpoints, right? Like, so there were there was plenty of that. Like, I had friends who couldn't play with playing cards because their parents said they were like tarot cards and they were of the <laughs> oh, devil. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so we were way more progressive than any of them. But but there were like these one or two things. And it was like yeah. zapped as an example. Robocop's another example. Uh, we weren't allowed to. Oh, but, but things like D and D and stuff like that. No problem. Oh, sure. They didn't buy into oh, any really? of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, they were just like no big deal. So now that you've seen Zapped, do you feel like your parents did you a favor by not letting you watch it? <laughs> no, I think they <laughs> not for the reason not for <laughs> the <laughs> reason why. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I think that what my I think what happened is by by my mom banning that movie. Um. I think it was a mistake. I think what she should have done sure. was watched it with me. And that may sound oh weird, <laughs> but I know it sounds weird. But at the time, in the day, no. in the context, I think it would have gone over better because she would have seen and I would have seen that that it was demonized. Like she had she had built up something that wasn't there. Had I cheated and gone to a friend's house somehow and seen this, I don't know how I would have then in 82. But mm-hmm. uh, if I'd have done something like that, then you know then then she really would have done me a disservice because the whole point of, of parenting is to is to try to help you through stuff not make you afraid of everything so you go get it somewhere else um and see that's that's the inherent problem with that and it still goes on today and i've i've had this discussion many times but when you when you tell a child uh a fact about something that you're not familiar with or you got through secondhand for in, information and then that child experiences it they know they lose trust in you because they go, Oh, mom was wrong. Dad was wrong. This is not what they demonized. How can I trust them? So whenever my mom would tell me something the next time, I'm like, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you cannot trust your parents to rewind and look at the boobies again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we just pause right here? <laughs> what was interesting to me was the fact that we were early on into uh, the videotape uh, era 
and there were several signs in the background and when they were visiting that record store uh, where they were selling VHS tapes. And it was like 12 VHS tapes for like $133 or something like that. And it was supposed to be a big sale. And I'm like, wow, how exciting to buy 10 VHS tapes for over a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. We used to spend a hundred dollars on a movie. Yeah. On a VHS tape. Uh, that's what I paid so for like, uh, Return of the Jedi. I paid $89 for that damn thing. Right. Wow. right. Yeah. On VHS. Wow. Laser discs being expensive. This came to Laserdisc, my friends. Zapped on Laserdisc. <laughs> yeah. Talk about trying to rewind on that. Yeah. Pain. Those were okay. the days. <laughs> Be kind and rewind your Laserdiscs. Have you ever you done that? Them? You ever like, well, Drandy was talking about rewinding to the booby scenes. Have like, you ever tried oh, to? On I don't know what Laserdisc player you had, but there was a lot no, of buffering. It, it, was, it was horrendous because, yeah, there was buffering, <laughs> but it was also like the rewind would only show you a single frame every... 30 right. seconds or something yeah, so yeah. Like, real easy oh, to miss a boob yeah easy to miss a boob yeah yeah but there was less stretching on the fast times of ridgemont high yeah oh, true true uh, true I mean, which really came out that. was out about the same time yeah that movie was out around the same time this right. film was when you're 12 oh, really? you don't want to miss a boob is what we're saying right yeah <laughs> you want to no, when you're 12 or 13 miss- yeah no way yeah don't want to miss a boob if, if you can help it i'm saying you know you, you can't always help it <laughs> what do you what yeah. are, what are the what are our parents? Uh, I know we grew up uh, exposed to the satanic panic. Is is our group was? Well, I did. Uh, I, I personally so, didn't, but I know a lot of people that were. Yeah, right. So did, have we have we given our kids a, a a longer leash because of that? Do we do we not inspect uh, as as a generation? Do we not inspect our our kids' habits well, as closely? Okay, so I'll give you an example. Miss? Nick wanted to watch. Um, he was pretty young when he wanted to watch it. I think he was 11 or 12. He really wanted to watch Breaking Bad and he wanted to watch it very badly. And I (laughs) said, well, you're kind of young for some of it. I don't know. All right, let's watch it. And we watched it together and he loved it. Trust was maintained. He knows when he sees something when he's 12 and goes, Ooh, that's a little rough for someone. He knows he understands. And, and so we're, it's all good. Like, I, I feel like, the, the the if I did anything well in in my parenting techniques, it was always, you know, give them enough, give them uh, like don't hide it from them. Yeah, and don't treat them like idiots because yeah. they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not stupid. Give them enough rope to hang themselves. If you, right. <laughs> if you if you say to some if you say right. to them, oh, if you watch this, you're you know, it's the worst thing you can do, and you'll be grounded or whatever. All you're doing is saying, hey, this forbidden fruit, you ought to go check it out and take a nibble yeah. on it when your friends when you're at your friend's house, and I'm not watching, like. Do you want that it's kind become, of relationship it's, it's, with your kids? It's beyond or? that now. It's, it's beyond anything that we can control. If our kids have access to a cell phone and the internet, which is almost impossible to absolutely stop information from arriving at our children's hands. If they if they want it, they don't even have to go to a friend. It's, it's just it's yeah. almost impossible. So we have to prepare our kids to uh to for the actual experience of it you have you almost yes you have to say look here's what it is now what are you going to do because because in the case of when we were younger you could say i'm going to my friend's house he's got the playboy channel but it's scrambled you can kind of make out a boob once in a while (laughs) like that was that was a weird thing and that's what you did if you had to do it in today's case it's more like Man, I wish they had a more mainstream access to soft core something so they don't have to be exposed to like the gnarly bits of society that you can get to with a single click. You know what I mean? So if anything, it's way worse now, but I think it just, it just 
reinforces the idea that you have to you have to it's impossible for parents at this point to it's impossible for parents at this point to really restrict kids to any meaningful level i think i mean yes you want you restrict them but i think it's more that's a really good point in the in the old days restriction meant actual restriction today it's it's useless to to do it so what do you do instead you double down on you know, keep them busy. Well, no, you, you, you double down on the, on the relationship and you build the trust and you build the love and you build the the back and forth and you don't, you take them, you listen to what they actually have to say and don't treat them like dumb subhumans. You actually, you know, make them part of decision-making processes and, and everything else. Like we, we did that enough growing up that my kids never had anything to rebel about. They just didn't have anything. What are you going to rebel about? Their kid, their Mm -hmm. friends would go, Oh, my parents won't let me do this because they're I'm like, my kids would go, really? Oh, all right. Well, I guess I'll see you next weekend. Like they just didn't, they didn't have anything to be mad about. And when they would try to, I'd look at them and go, really? What are you going to be mad about? Right. Dad, I just want to, sometimes I just need to be mad. She'd say, I'm like, all right. It's cool. true. We all need something to rebel against. <laughs> yeah. And it, it is, yeah. it is hard as a teenager because you need, you need resistance. If you don't have resistance, how do you, you know, how do you explain And I got to say, it's I actually enjoyed, I actually enjoyed the process of, of, not giving them things to, to rebel against. I actually right. enjoyed yeah, that. Like it was fun parents, for me as a parent to not have the parent anything. Zapped, the parents and Zapped made it so easy and simple to ignore anything they said. It was just, it, it was, it was such a no brainer for, you know, Scott Bayo just to do whatever, mm-hmm. just to get past them. He had, he really had no restrictions because they were so tight that he just, you know, he just shoved off everything. He's just like, forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and, and that's the thing. Like, if this movie had depicted parents who were uh, on their kids' side, you know, like right. who were aligned with their child, it would have been a very different, very much not funny movie. So right. you have I to disagree. depict parents who oh. are in conflict with their kids. Have you seen American Pie? I, nah, I, <laughs> I agree with Randy on this. Like, if you, Son, you, you, you've got these new powers. Let me show you how, <laughs> how to use them. Have I mean, you seen Teen Wolf? Have you seen American Pie? Yeah, there's there's been many examples well, Teen Wolf, of Teen supportive... Wolf. You can't use because the the supportive parent has the same power as the kid. Okay, okay, okay. Oh right, that, well, yeah, I, that I, I was referring to powers as well as sexuality, and so uh, okay. and, and sexual desire. Well, yeah, you, and you, you Eugene Levy in American Pie, sure. Right. So yeah. I wanted to show you how to masturbate into a baked good properly. <laughs> and you know, I just want to say, like, yes, my parents grew up in a time where their parents weren't thinking much about parenting. It just wasn't a, a subject uh, in their lives. Right. Uh, whereas then my parents, as they were raising me, they were thinking about parenting. They were just, it was new to everyone. And so they were scared and uh, sort of like flailing around and, and overcompensating and so on and so on. And now I get the benefit in my generation as a parent of having a completely different and more nuanced perspective, but I still have the same problem. And instead of, you know, instead of worrying about my kids falling for Satanism, I'm worried about my kid falling for advertising, right? Mm -hmm. And it's coming at him in every possible direction. And I have to be there on the ground with him talking about our parents didn't give a crap about it. Did they? It's like, here, sit in front of this tube. And, uh, and, and, and then when we get to the grocery store, you can practically, abandon me for the cereal aisle so that you can uh yeah take yeah yeah to, exactly so yeah. like the, so like you know there's it's not like the it's definitely true that the more things change the more they stay the same mm-hmm. but right. 
we have benefit of all of this history and learning and, and, and so on. And this movie is, we have to keep remembering this movie is like 40 years old and that a lot has changed since then. Uh, I, I was not surprised to see that there's a remake. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remake was or was oh, go ahead. I, I was it. surprised that it, it was completely different because I, okay. I would like to see this movie remade right now with these exact, this exact scenario. I mm-hmm. think Did you watch be... the sequel zapped again? There was the a 90s? sequel. Yeah. Zapped again during the nineties straight to video. Uh, re- it tackled the same subject, but yeah. with a much more modern flair. Yeah. It was way, <laughs> way more. It leaned into the sex bit more. Um, yeah, it was less just wow. him feeling, you know, whatever. But it was written and directed by the same dude. He made it. Yeah. Um, the wasn't there also some sort of TV show? Uh, uh that I believe there was a TV show source, and so there's a lot of things to explore because this is the classic example of of what would a kid do with a superpower? As we all talked many times as kids, it's like. Oh, yeah, I would like, what's the part what I want? I would like to be invisible. Well, you know what? I'd like to have some kind of uh, telekinesis. And so that that's an interesting topic. But the, that, movie, uh, the movie doesn't explore the reality of it at all. Like the, right. the movie stays far away from what we all know to be the case about superpowers, which is that they corrupt your mind. And that corruption escalates very fast. Mm-hmm. Right. And he would have been, he would have been killing people very quickly like that just, <laughs> yep. and, and it's force choking people yeah. right yeah and and it's like okay that's not gonna be funny like to have him become lex luther immediately you know yeah but I, see scott bale wasn't a bad character now if really ames had gotten the zap powers <laughs> which by the way in the second one and zapped again that was one of the things they explored what if different people had the zap powers it was more than just uh, oh more than one just character. one but none of these actors were in there again right they all didn't oh, the only person- only the old yeah, go ahead. The, yeah, the vice principal, uh, Miss Burnfarts. Uh, oh, Burnfarts. <laughs> yeah, she was in the it? teacher, Miss Burnfarts. Burnhart. Okay. Burnhart. Yeah, they yeah. called her Burnfarts in the Burn movie. Farts. Yeah, they called her Burnfarts. Who was it? What's his name? Called her Burnfarts. Uh, yeah, that's right. what he said. Oh, he's Peyton. Cooter. Uh, yeah, Cooter. Cooter. Oh, Cooter. Yeah, Gar- don't, don't forget <laughs> Gary Cooter. No yeah. one. For- um, I'm getting a shirt. Don't forget about Gary Cooter. <laughs> no, but the but the sequel did have Lyle Alzado as Coach Kirby and Linda Blair from uh, the the uh, Exorcist oh, yeah. as Miss Mitchell. Oh. But I'm looking at the description, and it almost actually seems like it does the thing that we talked about earlier, where the kid gets powers, he makes himself popular, and then gets his comeuppance you know loses all his right. friends kind of thing that you know? sounds more like what you would do doesn't it it right. sounds like it sounds like it's like all right well we've got a lot of these other tropes in here should we just go make it all tropes should yeah. we just, just, <laughs> just go full tropes all, lead all, all the way in trope yeah. Show. Yeah. yeah now the one thing we haven't talked about is the baddie in this and she's sort of a baddie i guess heather thomas oh yeah a, the, the, who we all remember from the fall guy primarily probably yeah uh, or or those posters where she's always tugging on her bikini. It's like, look at me. Tugging. <laughs> this tugging. is so uncomfortable. I wish I could tug <laughs> it off. Tugging. Well, in this but, uh, movie, this is her first movie, and she also yeah. uh, refused to do any nudity. So every time there was boobs, it was somebody else. In fact, uh, toward the end when her dress got yanked off at the prom, when they do the zoom in, it's not her. And also the lady that it is is brown hair. They didn't even bother to have the same color right. hair. <laughs> you got time for that. You're just looking for certain things. Yeah. But uh, and and it was the first time that I remember maybe revenge porn because uh, Willie Ames just no. I guess mm. I guess Porky's had revenge porn, didn't they? Because at the bottom of the pie, 
Wasn't that Porky's? Were they? Oh, oh yeah. No, it was the uh, no, it was Revenge of the Nerds. Bottom uh, of the Revenge pie. Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah, was it? I think okay. that's the problem. I keep I mix yeah, those the pies that they were selling at the uh, carnival had. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. How can oh. I not remember the the the, the prom queen's name yeah. or that prom queen? But like the. I remember nobody's name in that thing except the for rich Grunt or whatever. His name. You know, but we, we didn't we have a Ogre crossover. And booger. Uh, right, Ogre didn't we have a crossover? What in uh, the uh, nerd in this the Sheldon? character nerd wasn't that um oh what is his name see i can't well, no, Eddie D- you're talking about eddie deason yeah eddie didn't he also eddie deason i don't remember being a nerd in a ridge of the nerds but i'm pretty sure he was a nerd in uh, well he's a nerd in everything, everything because the kid he, he is like he is the perfect stereotypical nerd for this sort of thing yeah, yeah. but um i want to say animal house he was the animal house see i keep was, i the, i know all those movies and i know oh, the storylines yeah grease war games How's yeah. he doing? Let's take a look at him these days. I love, his, I love his voice work, though. Watching him, uh, hearing him <laughs> in Polar Express and, and that kind of stuff. He still sounds like a uh, prepubescent nerd. I mean, he even does. all the way in 2004. He was somebody yeah. in, uh, t- sorry, in 2015, he was in Transformers Robots in Disguise, the TV series. He was a voice of a character named Ped. Oh, I don't think I'd want to be Ped. I don't like that. It sounds short for something else. <laughs> But he mostly does voice acting now and uh, hasn't done anything since yeah. 2016. So and he's so that. good at it. Um, I, I guess, and I stand corrected, he was not in um, Animal House. Animal House. I could have sworn he was in Animal House. But I mean, everything else you look at this is like, you know, all right, he has to be, he's a nerd who works at a hotel. He's a nerd at, at high school. He's a nerd in. Uh, uh, you know, I want to, I kind of want to like revisit those movies so I can correct my missed remembering of these you know scenes because i'm thinking i'll think of one scene as in one movie but it's not and i could definitely tell you what was going on in each of the movies sure i feel like i need i feel like i need to resolve that but then again also i'm like do i really want to go back and watch porkies do i really want to go back and watch animal house (laughs) right just to make just to see if i was right about the (laughs) the the answer is no you don't you do not want right yeah yeah he's mostly in cartoon work in my memory as they are i forgot he was um where is it here? He was um, Dexter's Laboratory. Do you remember the character Mandark? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was the neighbor, right? He yeah. was the competing... The competing nerd the competing, kid, yeah. Yeah, the competing nerd for uh, Dexter. It was Mandark. It's a pretty cool Mandark. Character. Mandark. Anyway, uh, I'm glad you guys seems brought like him up. like the nicest guy. You look at his photo on Wikipedia, and he just yeah. seems like the nicest guy ever. Yeah. No, that would be Scatman Crothers. Yeah, he's, oh, he's sure. the nicest guy. He's probably he nice, yeah. yeah. It's the best you can I, tell. I don't know. So is is that... Is... Uh, is is enough marijuana? Will it cause hallucinations <laughs> to the level of uh, Einstein and no and uh, no and <laughs> no? The answer is no. The synthetic and, stuff okay. today, spice or whatever they call it, sure, but not real marijuana. Right. Yeah, That's right. But man, talk about a missed opportunity. Why didn't why didn't that get the entire school high? Like putting yeah, the uh, putting the plot was, into the furnace. Yeah. I was positive that's where that was going because yeah. any, anytime in a movie where people are like, oh, we got to get rid of this pot. What should we do? We should burn it. No, no. Did you guys like that's those uh, 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 um, Roger Rabbit looking sausages that she was firing at him in his dream? <laughs> that was cool. That was so great. Yeah, that was all right. I, I love that so. Okay, much. I'm you gonna. Guys- I want to actually read you guys a piece of trivia, and you tell me who this sounds like. And I don't want to get into it too much. And knowing who Scott Bayo is like today, all right? right. I just want you know, I want to read the Scott Bayo words because recently he was asked about this movie. Here's what he said. Great movie. Loved it then. Love it today. I get more people asking me about that movie than anything. No lie. And I had a ball yeah. and I had a ball yeah. making it. A cute, fun teen movie. And it made money. 
and it had Scatman Crothers. It was a, uh, he was a good guy, and supposedly he smoked a lot of pot every day. That's what I was told, but I don't actually know. But what I got, to, but I got to work with Willie again, and it was a great experience. Good people, good crew, good director. Unquote. Who does that right. sound like? Boy, who does yeah, that, I know I, who it sounds I like. I feel I like the I want to read that in a certain voice, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll resist. Yeah, but you know, that's, blew my mind so when I read that. I, I gotta, I gotta admit, I have to, I have to admit something, and I feel. I, I don't I don't know why I feel I have to do this. Like, it's, it's all wrong. All right. I, it's all I'm get upside your, down. Get your I'm angry emails ready. Out. Okay, go go. When the movie starts, the first thing you see is the name Scott Bayo in big letters. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. almost like you, you know like you're supposed to stop and go. Oh, bye. Ooh, that young man. I like him. <laughs> but for me in 2020, I saw Scott Bayo and I thought. Do I have to watch this? I actually, st- <laughs> I, um, and I, and what it, what had happened was I, I started the movie and my kid was going to bed, right? Because I, he's not going to watch this movie. And I started the movie and then my kid was going to bed and then he got up and he came in and I paused it. And so I went back to his room with him and had him get back in bed. It was just something with a hamster. Was the hamster was doing something. Yeah. I, I love. I, I'm sorry. This is not intended to be a shaggy dog story. I just want to explain that I came and sat on my couch and I stared at my television and my television said Scott Mayo in big letters. Yeah. And oh, that's where you posited is with yeah, his name on screen. Right. Yeah. And I hate Scott Mayo. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. I think any. I think any good person that's a friend no, of mine is going to hate Scott Mayo. You don't have to hate Scott Mayo. You I mean, don't have to hate anybody. I, I think he's horrendous but i really liked him in that season of uh arrested development where he was blah 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 i thought that oh, was yeah. all right, blah, right, blah, blah. right. Yeah. yeah i mean right. that that's I, the thing the guy's got you know all the reason in the world to come back and be a face that we all recognize and go oh look he's doing stuff again working with ron howard again that's cool and then then he says something you're like oh you're you're a dick you're a dick <laughs> a, a better a better example is nick searcy in justified like yeah, that guy's a that he's just a rotten human being. But it, it, the the point is, <laughs> he's a great actor though. He's very good. We just lost him as a listener. Great. No, it's like any of those guys. James Woods, yeah. amazing actor, incredible talent, total douchebag. Like yeah, they exist. They're but, out there. But anyway, I, I, mean, I can I can only say this up. about Scott Bayo. In the things that he says in the public, I disagree vehemently with usually what he has to say. I cannot say that I hate him because I do not know him and I do not know I do know he is a child actor and is surrounded by yes people this mm-hmm. is a problem that has been going on for a while yeah. with these people who are surrounded by yes people that they become deaf to anything that is outside of uh, you know their their, their inner world yeah. so I don't hate somebody for for being Dunaway, ever the hate. diplomat. Yeah, you're a good diplomat. Somebody, you're a good dude. I like it. You know what? I, I, like, I admire I that. I don't like you know, to hate the other, people. The other one is immunity hate, for that. Hating yeah, yeah. people only hurts you. I mean, the other one, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman's a good example. That dude lived in the, the weirdest bubble ever. I think he was also victimized. Right. I think there's all kinds of stuff there. But he he's in a he is in a bubble that we don't understand and he doesn't understand right. the world outside of that bubble and i don't think there's I'm any getting around it scott bayo by the way no i Go know ahead. we know <laughs> all we right know you're making not. sure no i'm, I'm you're saying no. it's no, not like, that you you were all right go, go ahead yeah go ahead. i don't think you i don't think you want to you know hold his hand and lick his ear no. or anything i mean who did who would <laughs> there there he, is a there is a whole other discussion here about the white privilege to not hate 
somebody who's wrong and bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not having that discussion. I'm making yeah, you it. Are, you just had it. I'm making an admission. <laughs> you said your statement. And you said let's shut it up. Go ahead. I'm making an admission <laughs> that I I saw the name Scott Bayo at the beginning of the movie, and I felt a bunch of feelings, and I actually wanted to uh, wanted to escape. Like I just I didn't even want to watch it. Yeah. I, I was I actually stopped and thought, could I just like read a summary? Would that would that do it for this movie? <laughs> and. And that's like shows you the depths to which I dislike Scott Bayo, and I don't want to give him any space in my brain. Yeah, the way I look but at I, it, I look at it like this: but, he's twenty-one here or something, I guess, when he made the film. And I look right. at it and go, "Oh, you still had a chance, dude. You could have, yeah. you know, <laughs> you could have come out on the other side. Yeah, of all you could have been all right. And who's to say he can't change? Right. I'm well, not I'm, saying he is going to change. He has the potential. Is everyone on this earth yeah. has the potential for change? But yeah, I'm admitting that I forgot that thought through <laughs> watching this movie. Right. I forgot to think about Scott. Like every single time he screwed his face up and I thought, what a dumb freaking actor yeah. who yeah. Like, like, how did they not hire someone else to do that? I was not at all thinking about Scott Bayo, the person I was just thinking about him, the actor screwing and, his face up and looking right. dumb. Oh and yeah. Every time he did the face, I hate the face, like the, the, mm-hmm. the zapped face. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how else do you represent like the noise, it? I, yeah. I like yeah. the noise that went along with it because it sounded like I was putting a quarter into a defender what, machine. What I really, what I preferred, that's a good one. <laughs> a good uh, one what dude. I thought was fantastic was occasionally I wasn't sure what they said, so I had to turn the closed caption on. I forgot to turn it off, but they did an excellent <laughs> captioning of zapping whenever the noise would happen. Oh, really? What would it oh, say? Yeah. It, say? it would say that. It would say in brackets, zapping. zapping. Oh, zapping. no way! Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Also, Ibby, you made my day. I could not place why that sounded so familiar. It is like putting quarters in a freaking in that machine. That's that's hilarious. Right. Which would have been about the same time, right? It would have been right yeah, around then. Around the same time, yeah. That's amazing. Also, that ship, by the way, that um, uh, he has a little fake, Star Trek thing, fake Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. where the where they where all the guys inside of it had Nike symbols. For their... I love the Nike swishes. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was so pretty fun. great. Um, they that thing was a Millennium Falcon model with the nacelles t- uh, attached to it from a enterprise model. And it was literally like right. a combo ship of those two IPs, which you, is crazy. Do you think it was um, enough to keep them from getting lawsuits from both star Wars and star Trek? Cause I feel yes. like you do that and you, you all, you almost open yourself up to both. It's like a parody right. though. Well, like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know what I, things were like then litigiously when it came I to that stuff. I couldn't think about it because I was still focused on weight his telekinesis allows him to phase things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. amazing, Cause he's phased it, through phased the, it right through into the fish tank. tank. Yeah. Oh yeah. That so, was weird for me. It was, uh, the thing which is in so many teenage movies where he gets home and he goes to his room and his dog is in his room. And I'm like, the dog lived in the room. Yeah. Like who, who keeps a big dog in a kid's room? It just shits it's all crazy. in there. Yeah. He lives in there. Shits in there. Pees in there. <laughs> Hump stuff, hump your pillow in there when you're not home. Hell yeah. You got to watch out for those dogs that live in your house. Um, okay, I had one other piece of trivia that it was interesting. Uh, this one right here. Felice Schlachter, however you say her name, played Bernadette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was still a minor at the time. She was the only person that was actually young enough to be in high school. She was 16 or 17. Right. Um, she was not allowed to be present during the filming of the scenes where people's clothes were ripped off. So none of those scenes where she was <laughs> supposedly there, she wasn't actually there. And I think that explains something, because in the movie, there would be these moments where people would be stripped naked 
and she's staring at it while he's doing it. Right. And she's not making a face even. She's just kind of going. Not reacting to yeah. it. Yeah. She's going, oh, yeah, check it out. Like, it really felt discordant to me. Now I understand. And uh, I'm actually kind of glad that she got out of. Like, she right. she avoided the trap. She got out, man. She got right. into production right. and other stuff. She's like, I'm done. I'm going to do something else. She's very attractive, very nice person, seems like. And I think, she, I yeah. think this... The, she didn't like the system, so she's out, and I respect that. <laughs> we kind of feel protective of the girl next door types like that, right? Yeah, we like yeah, you yeah. know let Heather Thomas do go and do whatever she wants with her movie post her posters on the walls of right. go teenage take your bikini, room. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, but uh, no, we want to protect the uh, <laughs> right Heather Thomas. If, if you yeah. went to like a Spencer's in a mall and you're flipping through those poster slates, oh, yeah. That would oh, be the one you would pa- you would pause on on hers. Heather Thomas, you'd pause. <laughs> right, right. What's wrong in her bikini? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, is it uncomfortable? That, she have a wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> that ending prom scene, uh, some really uncomfortable nudity. Oh yeah. Oh, no, there, were, there was a scene with like a a guy fully dressed sitting there with with um four or five completely naked. Yeah. Uh, underage girls climbing all over him. So- like, it you know, went just visualizing went from, how they get people to film that like yeah all right, right. Uh, now we're gonna have you four okay yeah go ahead and take all your clothes off and just huddle around this guy yeah yeah so i got a I got a question for you guys because this is a weird moment in this movie for me it was uh it was like okay women are like their clothes are popping off of them but have you ever you know okay let's say let's say you're out somewhere and a, a, a woman's clothes popped off of her would you then try to chase her and you know you know get all hunched <laughs> over her she is she walks right by. and trying to yeah. grab her i'm like i was like what is how would that for, even what for of me my, none of us would. <laughs> yeah for me the most bizarre part of that scene in in terms of the filmmaking was right. the idea that all of these different young women were wearing completely different kinds of foundation garments like like some not in at all. reality in reality all the girls at a high school in a small town they all shop at the same woolworths right yeah. and so they're, they're kind of all kind of they're gonna have the same thing going on but in this magical town they already had the internet and were like every one of them was wearing something different and i just imagined yeah. that some some associate producer was tasked with this box of of bras and panties and some and ran out and was like some of you are going commando and like it's just like some of you wearing speedos it's just so weird yeah it was very weird the guys were all wearing a lot of them were wearing speedos and i'm like oh no i know right uh no. gosh dang it that guy yeah. with the yeah the undies with the little tongue on it oh on. with the uh the rolling stones uh lips and tongue on it yeah yeah like, do you, that can was you Gary, that? right? That, that was that was our that was Cooter, right? Heavy Cooter, right? Oh, he was it Cooter? The... I thought that no, was Richard. Or... No, because that was at the prom. Cooter wasn't. Cooter didn't go. To... Yeah. Well, Richard I don't know. I kept looking prom. for Cooter, but there was just so much other. Here's Cooter what we know. To look at. I'm like, I would. Do you think a Gary, things. if Gary Cooter existed, do you think Gary Cooter would go to the prom? No, no way. <laughs> well, I know. I don't know if Gary Cooter could even go to the prom. He's supposed right. to have been there for the fourth year senior. So I mean, I don't even know. If he Maybe he's been to four proms. Who knows? Maybe he yeah. decided to take the prom off. Yeah. By the way, right. I want to hear the rules that you remember from high school about how many times a person could repeat. Like, I there was a very specific rule that was drilled into us. Repeat and years? So you mean? Come, you mean to redo? Yeah. Oh, um, go back. Gosh, wow, I, I don't remember I, any don't rules. Know. I think that, I didn't either. I, I thought you could go until you got out. Yeah. <laughs> infinite, <laughs> infinite loop. Right. I mean, there probably, and it makes sense there would be a rule, right? You don't want, there's not some 38 year old senior somewhere. 
Like you're right, right. there probably Eventually had to you be just rules. Say, ah, forget it. It never fa- yeah. I never was faced with it. Although when I found out I was missing a PE credit and wasn't going to graduate because of it, and I had to take so it's a good bowling. it's a good question, and I think it was answered in Happy Madison, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, never too old oh school, yeah, yeah, right. Good point. In the in the school district I grew up in, you had to graduate by the time you turned nineteen. It was it, we oh. were all told. It was a requirement. By wow. Okay. It was such a it was such a problem they had to make an announcement. Okay, guys. <laughs> listen up. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, yes. wow. It was it was such a problem. Wow. And I mean I went to a I went to a high school where forty percent didn't graduate. You wow. know, like forty percent of the incoming freshmen didn't graduate from high school. Hmm. And uh uh it just like I just remember this was drilled into us. You could repeat. It was fine, but you needed to be one of the younger people in your class to to have a fifth year because when you hit 19, you're out. Right. Hmm. Uh, you I, had your chance. Get out, yeah, buddy. Exactly. I yeah. was just, I did. Boy, they didn't believe in no child left behind, did they? No. So like more, <laughs> every child out. Yeah. Every child left behind. Out yeah. by 19. I just did a quick search to see if there's anything here locally in our districts. I just can't, I can't find anything. It's so funny. This is the first time I've ever heard this come up. But I think it's it's kind of self-perpetuating. Nobody wants to be there longer than that. No, I would think that the student would pull themselves out long before right. the school said, you've been here too <laughs> many right, times. I, like, all right, all right this time I'm just going to kind of get, I'm going to give up. Yeah, right. yeah, that would be my take. I wish <laughs> you I don't want to go one more time? No, I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> I think I'm done. Yeah. All right, before, before we get to sound clips, I have to at least make this mention because maybe at some point we'll see one of these for the show. I don't know. But a couple of people out there... Uh, notified me over the weekend that hey i hear you're doing this uh just a reminder that willie ames is bible man in a series he oh, yeah. made and directed and wrote called bible man i'd never heard of this Interesting. Never heard of it. yeah and he's not like a, we, not till we talked about this on tms and we started getting links exactly yeah. and he's in some he's on a motorcycle and he, i'm talking this is like an actual yeah. superhero named bible man there are action figures you can buy um hmm. it's like a big well, he deal. went he went a different route didn't he it's like excuse me scott bale yeah. Let me show you something. I mean, let me show here. I'm going to put in the chat this image and then let me see if I remember this or not. Enjoy this one because here's a here's a, a DVD case. <laughs> oh, I have never seen this for sure. That's Willie. Why Ames. is he hanging out with Nightcrawler? I am totally confused right now. I yeah, think that, they uh, I or think, is that the beast? I think that's <laughs> that a beast? blue Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Oh, there's a whole it's series a of these and they're all Willie Ames. Right. Um. This one's called Bible Man Genesis: The Six Lies of the Fibber. So that's cool. <laughs> the six Lies of the Fibber. Yeah. The, so I'm assuming they're tackling the the topic of uh, of uh, deceit. Yeah. What we're lying. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure. Lying. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure that uh, there are no no you know. Uh, ever having to deal with the Ten Commandments and the, right. the enemy perpetuating one of those commandments. Yeah. Right. It sounds like it was aimed at kids. There's a couple of animated versions. There's a book. I mean, this may this Bible might be Willie Ames' jam these days. This might be where he makes any money. I don't know. Hey, why not? Yeah. Whatever, man. That's, hey, do look, you, you, you yeah, Willie you know Ames, what? you do you. It's fine. I know. If you ain't on Twitter, you know, making a stink. Do you? He's super yeah. happy with his tattoo. If you look at his IMDb photo, he loves that tattoo. Look at that thing. Is it a tattoo it's, of a Chachi? What no, is it? it's a. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny, right? Uh, oh wait, it's not. Sorry, it's not the main photo. You have to go. He looks like a real estate agent. In the main photo. There it is, right there. Though the. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, the flame. There's a pirate ship on there. Something about. 
Look, the pirate ship. The pirate, he's got a pirate ship tattoo. Yeah, yeah he does. Aww. He's probably Kirk he, Cameron like. He's kind of leading into uh, Kevin Bacon territory. Like looking, looking he less was, like. Um, he became a six-star cruise director for a while, what? circling the globe and visiting over 127 countries. Hold on, ch- cruise director, not Look just an entertainer. I am liking Willie Ames every second. <laughs> this just gets him. better and better as we go. Is that what you're saying? Right. I don't He's know. He's kind of a cross between Ian Ziering and Ben Stiller in some of these photos. There you go. Like the one you just put in. Uh, yep. Ian Ziering uh, and uh, Will uh, uh, Alfred E. Newman, yep. maybe. Yeah, Alfred E. Newman, nice. Yeah, he's uh, you know, he's uh, he is whatever he is. I don't, I don't know what all. Yeah, he's I don't doing. know anything about him, but from his body of work and the fact that he was a cruise director, that is amazing. He was in a movie last year, a TV movie called Love on the Menu. Um, let me see what this is. What is that thematically? I oh, assume. it's a hallmark. It's a, a hallmark. No, it's a hallmark Christmas movie. Of course, is it uh, part of the Bible Man cinematic universe? No, it's not connected. <laughs> right. uh, I want to see the BMCU. Yeah, date my dad. He's a he's a principal on something called Date My Dad. Now, yeah. oh, I think I remember that actually. What? Wait, I think I actually remember something about that. I don't remember a thing about it. But is it's that all? A, was that a? It's another one of these. No, this is another one of these things on Hallmark Channel. Okay. It's all. I don't remember it then. Look, every Christmas has a story. Hallmark, um, Dexter's Handbook. Oh no, Dater's Handbook. Hallmark. These are all Hallmark. He is a Hallmark movie guy. That's what he does. That's his job. There you go. That's his thing. This now. same year that uh, uh, Willie Ames was also doing Paradise in 1982 with Phoebe Cates. Phoebe. Cates. Okay, so that was like the Blue Lagoon, the alternative yeah. Blue Lagoon. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was Deep Impact of the Armageddon of Blue Lagoon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It was the Cerulean Lagoon. Yeah, that sounds right. All right, I do have clips. I'm going to play them. Before, before oh. you get to clips, I have a couple things. Yeah, uh, I love it anytime a movie goes to an amusement park because it's almost always Magic Mountain in California. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, it was, I this at, was... it, clearly it was Colossus right there, and it was before. Like when you when they go down the big hill and you see the parking lot completely empty, probably means they filmed this thing at five o'clock in the morning on a tuesday yeah but uh there's an east coast west coast thing there right like there's an east coast coney island Island? uh, park Mm -hmm. it's and it's not specifically coney island but there's some park in new jersey where they love to go film people Mm -hmm. at a at a carnival but if it's west coast it's absolutely magic mountain i had to look up a list encino man true romance bill and ted's bogus journey this is spinal tap drive zapped entourage wonder woman king of queens melrose place buffy the vampire slayer angel parenthood doogie hauser knight rider the 18th all all uh used uh and of course vacation the wally world uh, uh probably the best example of that but um the other thing i got to talk about my favorite special effect in the film <gasps> which was uh what's her Levitation? face Stachter, uh balancing on her bike oh yeah taking off from a taking off from a let me go. Outstanding position. I was trying to figure out how they did that. If yeah, they had that's a great her question. held up with a string or something. Something was right. going on there, and it was very. I mean, the rest of the effects in the movie are stupid, but that's actually right. pretty effective. Whatever practical effect they used, it was impressive. Yeah, because she didn't look like she was having to balance or anything, and there had to be a string or something holding her up that you just don't see as she as she pedals yeah. from a that. standing position and pedals right. off. Well, yeah. actually, what it was was. Uh, 
Kermit Defrog was back there. You couldn't see him. <laughs> but uh, he has much, was a tandem mic, and he was yeah, uh, he has much experience at this, and so I, I rewatched it, and it my impression was that there was a cable from a crane that got painted out, which must have been a lot of work to paint out every frame, mm-hmm. but. Uh, then I, I'm guessing it was that that effect was remade for this transfer because it was real good. Like, yeah, it they, was, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. Even, like, even the no levitation was stuff good. was even the levitation stuff was pretty good. Only only, you know, clue that some of the stuff was was not right was the fact that I knew it couldn't happen. Well, most me. of it, most know. of it was uh, on the end of a post that's behind the object. So you're right. looking, you're looking head on on a, on a tennis ball and there's a stick coming out of the back of the tennis ball and you can't see it because the whole stick is completely. <laughs> all obscured. I could imagine was during all the scenes where, where ladies clothes were exploding or dudes clothes were exploding was some dude with a fishing rod on the, you know, Oh yeah. Off, off, off offset. Fishing for Going, titties. That's what I was <laughs> Bring out the pole. Yeah. I love how fast they would speed up the film on those yeah, shots yeah. to make it look like they were exploding open their blouses. Yeah. And it wasn't, it's not good for the, no, no, for the culture at large. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. It was good for me as a 12 year old. All right. Because I don't know. What do I know? But right. Well, I mean, it's just a, it, it was a reflection and whether it's a good reflection, it's a, it was a reflection of what a lot of teenagers probably feel or experience that time i like to flick Boy, it in my head and just flip it around and say okay what if the girl had the power and she was just constantly making dudes pants fall down yeah mm-hmm. and so that's you know that's of course probably we probably the remake right because right well are... but do do women have the desire to no. see no. man's junk like no guys want to see boobs i say not i say mm-hmm. not right yeah that's so, the whole point difference yeah, so what's between the, them and us well, i actually gross, was thinking about this not. and i actually asked <laughs> I actually asked my fiance. I'm gonna make him wash the dishes. Right. <laughs> Zapped. Wash the dishes, fool. Uh, I was. Uh, I was actually having this discussion with my fiance. We was talking about Zapped, and you know, she, I could tell that just watching the trailer, she was like eye rolling. And I'm like, I get it because you know, this movie is not something that would have appealed to her in the '80s by this kind of you know subject. So I'm like, what is the equivalent? Of boys will be boys because that's what this movie is really right. Boys mm-hmm. will be boys. It's okay if they act this way because boys will be boys. And I was like, Wait, "What is a girls will be girls kind of movie?" And she's like, "She said, well, probably Madonna's a is it Madonna? Girls just want to have fun. Was that, was that uh, no? Um, Jessica Sarah Jessica Parker was yeah. That's and, it. Maybe maybe that's what she was talking about. See, I didn't really even know because I yeah, didn't. Justine Bateman, I think, and uh, I didn't really watch those movies." girls would be girls movies so i'm like because you didn't think they they were for you i probably need to go back and watch them yeah i don't i mean they're not gross we are gross uh (laughs) that isn't to say there aren't outliers there always are but as a general rule i think we all have i mean no no as a general rule i'm not trying to blanket every single human being because that's not possible but i'm saying as a general rule women don't want a zapped movie with a lady making everyone's pants fall down and, and but men did so right. that's mm-hmm. just the difference. We we're we're lame. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we see sexuality in a different way, right? Yeah, oh, so, yeah, I mean, we definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> that's my whole point. In we're general, we're gross about it and they're romantic yeah. about it. And so <laughs> right. 
It's like whoa, look at Willie Ames. He was pretty romantic on that, you know, on that. Oh, on, that, on his uh, freeze yeah, frame his, uh, photo studio. Freeze, yeah, on his his uh, his bear. What 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 do you call that? What is that fuzzy rug thing that you have on that couch? That oh, what is that? Yeah, I don't know what those are. Those were a thing. How though. do you? Right. So, I mean, they were really trying to say this girl is stupid because uh, <laughs> she was she was sitting on that couch. And I mean, he's got pictures of like half, you know, naked ladies all over his wall, you know, and he's he's all like acting like he's mature. And I'm like, how is how would she fall for? this? Yeah, she she. Well, that again, it's a guy writing a story guy about dream. what a guy would yeah. do and not mm-hmm. that nothing from the women's perspective, which is, you know, movies of a certain ilk. This is right. one of those. Uh, by the way, that poster. What country is that from? That you guys- oh, the poster I put in the, in, oh. the, in the room. I don't know what the language is, but I was thinking. It's I was amazing. wanting to ask you, based on that poster, would your mom have maybe let you see the film? And this poster is a remix for those who can't see it of uh, the Zap poster, but it shows a lot more scenes from the film than yeah. just that. Oh, they you know, they're really into showing tons scene. of scenes. Also, that girl who's got her leg kicked up looks like she's farting out a book that's a weird thing right. to show well that they, and and uh, looks like one of the the two guys uh who are mooning looks like one guy is being inserted into the other guy yeah it's got squigglies the guy like little they got, the person who drew it's like you know what it looks like when you go flat there little squigglies oh my gosh dude that's hilarious i mean they even gone to the length of saying here he is on the stairs with his dummy and here's the other like that's a weird a robert mandan under uh, under a, a blanket I don't know what country that is, but I'd love it. I don't know. I can't say whether it's a better poster or a worse poster. I'm just saying it looks more interesting. I'm assuming it's... I'm I'm aiming Google Translate, the app, at that. And it tells me that that is Thai. Okay. It's the language. And it's just the names of the actors. Interesting. Like the words are along the bottom are Scott Bayo, Willie Ames. Oh, is that what that says? Okay. Interesting. And I assume it says zapped in that green lettering. Mm-hmm. And then they've right. done it again in English. Yeah. <laughs> Those, again, the squiggly that... boing boing lines behind the 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 mooning guys is so <laughs> weird. Guys, I know the springs like <laughs> so weird. Yeah, and Google Translate says Google Translate says that's Vietnamese. So I'm assuming Vietnamese and Thai are very similar. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. so, I yeah. love international movie posters. They're one of my favorite things in the world. Like stuff that comes out here and then they do it over there. Not so much lately, but back in the day. You could find some gems, dude. Or right. knockoff ones for like like uh pirated copies of movies when they do knockoff art. There's one right. for um oh, what was it? Someone just sent this to me and now I'm blanking on it, but it was an is amazing. Oh, hold on. I had it had it. It just went past my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. I'm gonna find it and put it in our thing later because it's great. So it's interesting that they they went through all this effort because these are all illustrated posters. These aren't just like photoshopped, mm-hmm. copy paste, you know, characters from scenes or whatever. These are illustrated uh, recreations of scenes in the movie. Well, right. not the original one, but this one that's re that was redone for an international market. And uh, it's amazing that they would have put that much of effort into Zapped. Yeah. yeah, I mean, somebody sat there, watched it, said, "Okay, this is a key scene, freeze frame." Yep. Right. And then I'm going to draw this. And, uh, <laughs> I love that, though. I kind of love I'm going to put the mooning guy. I'm going to put one of the mooning guys into the other mooning guy. Yeah. Right. And so somebody went down, sit down and said, okay, plot points. Yep. Okay. Right. Mooning, right, exactly. mooning guys. That's a plot point. Yep. And <laughs> embedded, <laughs> embedded mooners is what we got there. Right. All right. Uh, clips. I got some. We're going to play yeah. them. Here it goes. These are great. 
I uh, don't have a ton because I don't know why. It's But it's good stuff. So here we go. Let's start with this one. I don't remember what it is, so here it is. Since when did you become a boozer? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a Willie Ames thought, by the way. Oh, uh, oh those kind sure. of thoughts. Yeah, mm. and, I'll, and I'll get to it yeah. in a minute because I don't want to do it yet until Which I play him a few more you times. About. Yeah. But he's he's got... There's something with his voice I want to I want to talk about. So hold on, here we, we'll keep going. Super dope, grown in super time means a super buzz. All right, you're starting to get to where I'm coming from. He sounds like he's on helium all the time. That guy's got the squeakiest, <laughs> highest voice, and I it's, don't understand why. But it's why. a real, real typical white guy teenager voice. Mm-hmm. Like if you just were playing me these clips. And you said, what's this from? Is it from Happy Days? Or you could name every white teenage boy f- a thing that's ever been made. Yep. And I'm, I wouldn't know. Like, it just, it's just a sound that they all have. It's a little nasally. Since when did you become a boozer? A boozer. When did you become a boozer? A boozer. All right, here's um, uh, this a is double a, man. If this is a thing you say, you are, in a too, you are in too restrictive of a marriage. So here. I can't live in this world without salami. No weenies either. No weenies either. <laughs> Man. And she never really made it clear to the wife why. Like, she, it's to make him healthy. But right. she seems she like she just hates die. him. By the way, that, that mm-hmm. wife is LaWanda Page, uh, Aunt Esther from Sanford and Son, uh, who is oh, always nice. amazing. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, so she's, oh, my God, I was just. It, I, I loved it when she was chasing him and then shooting the weenies. I just thought that was. I, lo- I love Sanford and Son. Big fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, do you love Sanford and Son or did you love the sound, the, the, uh, the, the music? I mean, music? How could you not love the music? Right. Quincy was, Jones, man. Oh, was that Quincy Jones? I didn't know that. Yeah. Quincy Jones, the street beater. Oh, man. It's great. Learned something new today. Well done. All right. Here's a. Uh, what's this one? Oh. <laughs> We played it earlier. I'll just play it again. Should we check between his toes? His mom was weird, man. <laughs> she was weird. Um, all right, here's uh, somebody needs to read the poem. Read us your poem, Gary. Oh, okay. All right, Gary. Okay, Mrs. Burn Fart. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said, right? I heard that right? It is. Okay. It is. It is what he said. Because that's why fart. the kids yeah. in the class laughed. It was a little mumbly, yeah. so I didn't quite hear it. All right. That's why I turned on closed caption and got to see zapping. Exactly. All right, here's something about breaking somebody's face. I'll catch you near her again, and I'll break your face. Wow. It's like Christmas There's a lot of moments like that. Classic comedy, uh, just just constant silly instruments in the background. Even when the principal is trying to talk, you've got people doing weird trumpeting noises. Yep. Just all throughout the whole film. See if this following line... Uh, or this uh, line I'm about to play. That's following. Following this, you tell me if it made you hungry. Okay, here we go. Your mother made her specialty spam with cream sauce. <laughs> that dog burped. By the way, it was a dog. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't know how dogs burp. Uh, <laughs> I've seen my dog burp. She just goes <laughs> like that. So there's no burp. Yeah. There's no it's such quick. thing. Yeah, and then there's followed by a gulp. Yep. <laughs> Uh, here are the dumb. Here are the dumb mooning guys. Now, what I loved about that scene is the ADR voice they, stuff they did later, <laughs> and uh, I can tell Ibn already knows what this is. This. So here you go, enjoy. <laughs> What's going on? 
Didn't he just come to the studio, do some uh, ADR, just uh, just you know, act like you're being flown through <laughs> through the air? Okay. So low rent. Uh, terrible. All right, here's a burp burp fart. So enjoy. Uh, Although weird fart, wow. though, right? It's a weird fart. Yeah, that was after the what the each of them drank a twelve pack of beer. Oh, about right. to have the contest of stupidest contest ever. You know what? You know what's a cool contest? Let's see if we can drink a whole bunch of beer and then get on them cups. That's what, right. Rotate around or around. <laughs> I do like how, you know, there were scenes where they didn't hide the fact that that uh um jock boy had to spin the center yeah. dial to get his cup spinning yeah. around really fast. Yeah. 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 It's like leaning college. against the back and it's spinning on its own, which is all right, that's what's happening. Yeah. But then there's another one where you see him like going, Ur, 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 cranking that wheel really hard. Yeah. I, I wanna I wanna have a quick round table discussion because oh. this movie really got me thinking a lot about what you wow. would do with telekinesis. Mm. Right. Uh, and and there were lots and lots and lots of things that were not depicted that I thought as I was watching, oh, I would do this or that. And I'm just wondering if you had a thought like that, Scott Johnson, you're oh, watching this movie. Oh my gosh. Um what would you do? I think I would uh the um uh, this there's this really angry old lady that lives about a block and a half from me <laughs> that walks her dog every day, and I want to just make her dog levitate while she's walking her and then have her try to make sense of that. Like that. Now that's, that's actual comedic use of telekinesis. (laughs) It is, but I would probably do that. I would also probably, I would hover my, when no one's looking, I would hover myself up and basically give myself flight. I I would go up as high as I could go. So I could just experience like a giant bird's eye view on things. So I would do that probably. Uh, now, do you have to generate a glowing te- telekinesis ball to fly, or is that just totally not necessary? Uh, <laughs> well, I would hope you just move it like he moved other objects, and it would just be you floating right. up there, right? Um, right. But you well, have I to didn't be have careful. A, so, yeah. so I, I'm not going to lie. I really I have never really thought much about telekinesis because I have hands. And so it's never <laughs> been something I really, really thought was even an efficient power. Um, so, so when he was sweeping up in his lab, yeah, I was kind of like going, oh yeah, I guess I could maybe, is that something yes. I really wanted to do? Maybe sweep yes. with my telekinesis? Really? Just use it for chores? Yeah. Just do but you're still having, me. you're still having to, you're not concentrate time. Yeah. Right. It's not like you're doing something else and that the broom is sweeping up without you. You're right. basically you're only just saving yourself the exertion of holding the broom. Yeah. It's a concentration right. spell in D and D is what you're doing. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so at that point in time, <laughs> I did think for a brief moment, yeah, I would like to have that power. And then I thought like you just reasoned through, no, I wouldn't. And then I realized telekinesis is a terrible power. Oh, you know what? Okay. I got it. This is what you do. You use oh. it to move. And then, then I want to hear it. you use it to move big objects. My wife is in the middle right now, redecorating the front room. And I'm sick of moving shit. So let me just go, and that couch will move over there where I want. And she can go, nah, I don't like it there so much. Like, I want it to be like a video game where I can just move heavy objects. What if if the cost of it was a horrible headache? (laughs) Just like a horrible backache from having to lift something heavy. Hold on, hold on. You, I don't want to. I don't want to leave this because Scott is Scott is actually is actually doing the work of thinking it through to a conclusion, and that okay. conclusion is Scott is going to be the richest construction company owner <laughs> that ever existed. That's well, that's right. the question. Could you use telekinesis to do something that you physically couldn't do if you used your hands? Right. In like, this movie, he could. Yes. 
But in, what did he move? That was what did he move? That was too big. Two dudes out of a car and oh, on a right, right, right. Okay, yeah, that's true. All right, because I was thinking that mattress that he moved into the science lab was pretty light. He could have just walked over and gotten that. I also uh, like to know where he got her up that. On the mattress, he could have done that, but I forgot about the two the, the mooning dudes. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to know where he got that mattress. By the way, that was weird. Like, yeah, where is that? Imagine, from the principal's office. Yeah, imagine how much money you could make. Uh, offering up your services, Scott, as a as a construction worker, like like if you if you practiced, you could just go build a hospital with your mind in a day. Yeah, but the government know? would have me locked in some laboratory bunker somewhere already. Like they don't let right. you just wander is, around doing that. You know, and they addressed that during this film, right? He said, "No, I don't want everybody to know because I don't want to be a freak." And well, it's not just being a freak. Everything. Yeah, you'll you're going to be suddenly become a weapon. You'll become a weapon. Like they're going to try right. to reproduce yes. you. Right. They're going to prod I, you and poke you, and it'd be awful. Right. I, I want to hear Ibbett's final statement that, or then, and then Randy's, but I, I would, I, I have a, I have a thought on telekinesis. Mm-hmm. So continue. Right. Would you like me to say it now? Uh, no, save it. Cause I don't want it to yeah. influence. My, exactly. Yeah. My, yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Uh, I would, there are two things that I would use it for. Number one is, um, uh, using it to embarrass people who are too, full of themselves and highfalutin and maybe so come up and maybe it'd be, it would become up and but like you know i might use it to make the the president fart while he's you know uh, doing some big uh, uh presser or right. <laughs> or you know martin shkreli's pants falling down or something like that right how are you gonna make the um, president farting like squeeze his belly like telekinesis like yeah oh okay. yeah i mean it seems yeah. like it'd be an easy one yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. make his pants fall down i don't care make his hair fall off <laughs> um and then uh, uh, the second would be Vegas. Oh, Vegas. <laughs> I, yeah. Vegas. Thing. Yeah. I, I am embarrassed because my second thought was, wow, I could really save a lot of people. Like imagine going into one of these protests mm. with those powers and preventing the tear gas. Right. Like I could really, that was my second thought. My first thought was I am going to get so scrutinized in Las Vegas, you know, like, I just couldn't. I love that there was a casino th- scene in this movie. It didn't go far enough for me. I wanted, right. I wanted right. to go right. All, I wanted to go to every game in a casino and use right. this and power. They, and they don't know, on, by the way, how roulette chips work. You get one color yeah. when you come up to the roulette table, and that's your color so that they can tell, oh, all right, red. Yeah, that's uh, there's red on 27, 19, 64, and black. That goes to this guy when we get when right. we pay out. They yeah, all, that's, what, that's what's wrong with this movie. Yeah, that's what that's exactly. That's where I said, "All right, I'm done." Yeah. I also had no idea how a rig magnet would work on a wheel. Right, right. one button, right. and it just chooses the number bang, bang, that isn't the one you want. Yeah, how yeah, does that work? I assumed it was works. like, "Oh, it's a magnet thing or something," but that didn't seem right. None, none of right. that seemed right. And other than, I, I guess the weakness of the telekinesis is that unless you're implying that the telekinesis requires less. Uh, energy from you as opposed to using your actual body and your muscles unless you tell me that's the point of telekinesis i i imagine telekinesis would be just as taxing in some way because you've got to have that transfer of energy right of some sort Mm -hmm. so i i don't see the advantage of telekinesis other than to hide what you're doing and Mm. i mean there's better things i mean I could be the Invisible Man. You could be. I would love to be the Invisible Man. That would be the bomb. Right. 
Because even now, if that they would did, be better. even if they did capture you, just go invisible and then run out of there. Right. You know well, you I mean? go, first, you get naked, then you go invisible. Yeah. Yeah. You still have to go through doors, and they'll see those doors open up, and they'll know. Okay. Well, just lock the doors, and uh, right, we've got them. Oh, good <laughs> now, point. Now, see if you said that phasing is absolutely, even though they only slightly touched on this, is part of the telekinesis. Then I would definitely be on board with that because phasing that is an, that is a that is oh yeah that good. phasing as a concept was a chick in the bucket right. because when he showed it, it with the ship it was like oh now that's useful later nope never used it again it was, it was the it was the cellophane superman logo on his chest <laughs> kind of thing good like call. let's just invent some dumb power for no reason yep good call that's exactly what that, that is they could have used for something else yeah. all right now here's a quote from a lady uh Basically, here's the question. Why did the lady say she wanted to stay in Colorado? There was marijuana there. Okay, there you go. Went a long oh, way for that. Okay. There, was marijuana there was marijuana there. there. All right. This music. Everybody is... went straight to that marijuana, too. It oh, was yeah. Am- it was the most amazing mm-hmm. thing. It was just, yeah, those it was buds back there. Plants. They were attractive to everyone. Uh, all right. Here's some mu- bad music, and it's only the first example. Take me to your heart. Show me where to start. Let me play the part of your first love. Good Lord. There was God. more than one musical interlude. Oh, in yeah. This. I captured a few. <laughs> There's some more coming. Uh, Willie Ames and that uh, other dude sound like they're on helium. So here's, a, here's an exchange again. They sound like they're on helium. Robert, feeling better? Yeah. There you go. It's all there. Thanks. No hard feelings, right? No, no hard feelings. I'm one of these guys. The freaking chipmunks? <laughs> <laughs> so, chipmunks, I mean, there dude. was a lot of we went from was, jock to jockey. Right. There was a lot of uh, speed manipulation during this film for effects. Yeah, I'm curious if that had anything no, to do. With maybe that's actually a good point. It's possible because earlier time. Robert didn't sound like that, so I don't know what they right. were doing there. Robert. And they sure Robert. did say they sure did say the phrase "no hard feelings" a lot in this movie, mm-hmm. and uh, like I. I don't think I've ever said that to anybody yeah. or had it said to me. Yeah. And so it, it just well, seems wrong. no hard feelings. <laughs> it just seemed weird. Yeah, it was weird. All right. Here's, um, what's this one? Oh, this is, this is the guy we recognize in the casino thing, frat house. Uh, what are you worried about, Larry? You beat up every night anyway. All right. There's that. Oh, Eddie yeah. yeah. He's great. Here's uh, the priest singing. So this is weird. I don't think that's how an exorcism works. <laughs> right. So that was, I guess that was somewhat taken from the idea of the exorcist. And they kind of portrayed that here. There's a couple of movies that were spoofing here. I primarily so. Carrie. I guess but so. also, uh, Oh, yeah. Definitely had a Carrie vibe mm-hmm. right. toward the end. Um, all right. Here's some more terrible music. We're the king and queen of hearts. <laughs> oh, me when the music starts. The music isn't terrible. All my dreams the, come the music is terrible. I don't know. I think it's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, you say it's it not terrible, its but it I has, think its, it has its yeah, place. it has its place in 1982 low budget comedies like. Zapped. I think I I think this is a music <laughs> style that was that was popular, uh, well before this movie came out, and it was just a little late. Maybe. Yeah, I I I want to agree with uh, Dunaway. I enjoyed the music of this movie. <laughs> oh, I, oh man! I, I and I I guess it was just like it was like a trip, you know. Like there was something, there was something about it. It's like, like I I can see that people wouldn't like it, but it didn't like hurt. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, it, what it, it did was it, what it, one of the things it did hurt, but one of the things it did uh, do was it, it, it made, it, it brought an innocence to something that otherwise looked very rapey. I guess in a so. lot of these scenes. I mm. guess so. It not, didn't really help me. It felt discordant. It, it, that's Team what, Jibbit that's, today. That's, that, I did. I felt manipulated in that way, and I was like, "That's why I didn't like how it felt." Yeah, Team Gibbet. The music. Yeah, yeah, Team Gibbet. Music wasn't necessarily bad. Well, here's Willie Ames wondering what. What? Okay, there's that, and then <laughs> finally, here's another bad song. Someone's playing tricks on me. Where's that quiet kid I used to be? <laughs> That's just shit. Now, that's not from that, this movie. That's a Mentos commercial, right? <laughs> now, not, that <laughs> is a bad song. Now, that is a bad song. It's all just bad. None of that was good. You know, no, no, no. That was just that was that was advertising jingle. Like, oh, it was, was. Yes. I don't think anyone has sat around and go, "Hey, listen to this new album and how how it makes me feel emotionally." I don't think anyone's ever done that with yeah. that song it could be wrong but you, you might be David right pomeranz by the way is uh who we we're hearing most of the time there and no. uh wow um i think he did yeah he did the uh theme song to perfect strangers oh that sounds uh nothing's gonna stop me now and right. um yeah, not a lot of other things. I mean, a lot of other things, but not a lot of things that you'd want. Right. That right. you'd want. Not that we'd know, yeah. but that we'd want. I love it. Right. Not a lot of things you want. <laughs> he, did, he did do a song from the movie Big. Oh. Called yeah. It's in Every One of Us. Okay. What is? What's in Every One of Us? Don't, I gotta hear, see the lyrics. You're ruining Big, I guess. You're ruining Big, big, big for me. Because I love Big, and I don't want it to be ruined. That's yes. ruined. All right. Here's uh, uh, this now. It's the film sack checklist. Nothing sexier than the table in your science lab. Check. Mm. Uh, the principal <laughs> was having a... No, I do. Yeah, formaldehyde. Get you going. Uh, the principal was having a moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Willie Ames. That was the most uncomfortable sex scene, by the way, in Ugh. the restaurant. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. it. it was just... uh, also, that waiter's an idiot. The waiter's a fool. Yes. Right. Was okay, you guys just keep going, uh, doing whatever. I'll I'll come back in a couple minutes. And... Yeah. He sucked. He was not a good waiter. I had I had to stop and convince myself that when I was a teenager, I would have thought that was funny. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, I think I, they I'm were sh- aiming. They I, they thought that of every teenager then, and that's why they made it. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like Lassard getting a BJ behind oh, yeah. the podium <laughs> in Police Academy. It's right. like everyone thinks that's hilarious. Uh, Willie Ames for the boobs. Check. Get it? Ames. I use his name like Ames. Ames for the boobs. Star Trek Connections. Randall Patrick was a frat number one. That was how he was credited uh, in TNG. Played an ensign in the third episode, or third season episode, Evolution. Was listed in the credits as crewman number one. So frat one, crewman one. Uh, Merrick Buttrick. We talked about him. He was Gary Cooter. He played Dr. Dare, uh, David Marcus, the son of James T. Kirk and Carol Marcus in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. He was in that briefly. He later played to John in the Star Trek Next Generation first season episode Symbiosis, where he could have no vaccine. No. <laughs> is that the, is that the episode? I don't think so. But uh, I, whenever I think first season, I think of that. I just can't help it because that is some first season shit. That thing with the with the vaccine and Yar and all that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> soundtrack great. To give it a G for garbage. Did not like it. Team Gibbet all the way. It was poop. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, cool. 
All right, Twitter post. Let's have you guys sum this thing up. 280 characters is what you got. Uh, let's start with Randy. Zap. Great movie. Loved it then. Love it today. I get more people asking about that movie than anything. No lie. And I had a ball making that. A cute, fun teen movie. And it made money. And it had Scatman Crothers. He was a good guy. And supposedly, he smoked pot every day. Every day. Every day. Why you so chill, Catman? Yeah, Catman. Or Scatman? It's not Catman. Scatman. I did say Catman, didn't I? Yeah. It's even right. a better character, though. Yeah. I'm going to be Catman. Yeah, forget about Catwoman. Let's move Catman. Right. All right. Uh, Brian Dunaway, you're next. Uh, zapped. First comes the woman, and then the whiskey, and then the unfiltered tweeting. My old lady won't let me have salami. <laughs> <laughs> No, she won't. And then finally, Brian Ibbett. Zapped. You might have thought I was laughing, but I faked every bit of it. (laughs) Ah. Nice one. If you've seen the movie, you know exactly what he's referring to. Well done. All right. Uh, On that note, I have here alternative titles. Uh, This one was almost called Two Idiots, One Girl. (laughs) Uh, Or Beowulf. Get it? Okay. Bayo. Get Bayo. it? Bayo. Wolf. I get that. Yeah, because Scott Bayo's name's in it. All right. Uh, some emails here real quick. <laughs> Filmsack at gmail.com is where these emails came from. And you can also use the website directly if you prefer. Uh, that's over at filmsack.com. This first one comes from Bernie Walter. I have great news for him. His email is this. I know you're busy people. Uh, and I am but one lowly listener. But Twister is on Netflix. Ah. Uh, we know. And also that's ne- next week's movie. So. Mm-hmm. Perfect. get ready twister happening next we're week we're on the same page yep that's right we've been Surprise. waiting for that thing for years years we've yeah. been waiting for that and finally it's streaming so uh twister next week that's on uh netflix so that's where you're gonna watch it uh, if you're wondering where we got zapped i guess we haven't said it this episode but we watched it on prime amazon prime it's a little weird because if you search for zapped there are multiple listings and mm. one of them says sorry this is no longer available but that's for rental or just reg- you know, like paying for it. And then there's Zapped that's just showing on Prime Video. And, and it's there. And then there's the Disney Zapped. And then there's... And there's this other show, the 2016. Starting Zendaya. Yes. Yeah. So there's some weird stuff going on with Zapped. Just be careful. Your, your mileage may vary. All right. Finally, another, a quick one from Jim Colbert, who wrote in, says, just wanted to let you guys know that four copies of Super Mario Brothers are being sent to you as I speak. <laughs> Uh, in hopes that you will film sack this amazingly bad movie. I figured it is so in your wheelhouse for the show. Thank you for the fantastic hours of entertainment. Sincerely, Jim Colbert, film sack archivist, he says. Wow. Uh, yeah, like Super Mario Brothers movie. We've never come across it in a place that was accessible. So Bob Hoskins mm-hmm. and uh, Dennis. So Greg, uh, I thought it was Leguizamo, no? Isn't he? Well, he was in there too. Oh. He Wasn't was, it Bob Hoskins as Mario and yeah. then Lake with Almo's Luigi and um, Dennis Hopper as Bowser? That's right. Um, Dennis Hopper is, or actually, or he's King not. King Koopa. King, King Koopa. Koopa. There you go. Yeah. They didn't go full Bowser in that. Um, it's going to shock people to know I've never seen Super Mario Brothers. <gasps> never saw it. So. Wow. I mean, it looked like crap. And then I got, then reviews came out and I went, oh, it is crap. And then I just. <laughs> crap confirmed. Yeah, crap confirmed. I never went back to it. But of course it's film sack material. So uh, yeah, we'll watch for those. Thank you, Jim, uh, for doing that. There's a contact page on the site. If you're ever looking to send stuff to us and you're looking for an address, it's there. Uh, and you send it to our PO box and we'll be happy to spread those out to everybody and give them a look. Uh, like I said, next movie is Twister. And I'm very excited. 
Can't wait for Twister. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of another Darabont movie we've seen. Help me. I know we have. Uh, oh. Frank Darabont. Yeah. Uh, oh. Or not Darabont. Um, um, oh, what's his name? It's not Frank Darabont. Oh. Twister. Montalbot. What is it? Montalbon? What'd you say? Don no, Man- Mandelbaum. <laughs> Mandelbaum. Mandelbaum. <laughs> this movie was made by Jan Debont. Ah, that's Jean, the name. Jan, Jan Debont. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Jan Debont. Jan Debont. Okay, he well, made... we saw Speed. Speed. But he didn't... Oh, no, he did do Speed. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Speed. That's the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, he this produced did Speed minority, with a lot of wind. He did produce the Minority uh, Minority Report, but he did not direct it. Okay. Uh, then I'm out. Did you guys know Twister was a Crichton book? I didn't know that. That's I news know. to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, written by Michael Crichton. Maybe he wrote it and it's Maybe not it wasn't a, book. a book. Maybe it was just a screenplay. Yeah, but the writers are Michael Crichton and Anne Marie Martin. Oh, that, yeah. That's huh. surprising. I did not know that. Yeah. It's a screenplay. Um, I am so excited to watch this with you guys because in the summer of 1996, yeah. there was a new movie theater uh, in Corpus Christi, Texas that had SDDS. And I went yes. and saw Twister at least seven times. And it was yes. such a wow. ride. I just like, I I haven't. I don't think I've seen it since then. And I I can't wait to see it again. It was an cool. amazing sound experience. Yeah, Twister was. And look at this amazing. cast. You forget who was in this? Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, Carrie Elwes, uh, Jamie Gertz is back. We haven't seen her since Lost Boys. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Alan Ruck, mm-hmm. uh, Cameron from uh, Cameron, yeah. Yeah, Ferris Bueller, yeah. uh, a whole bunch of people like that. It's uh. It's just a really good, cinematic, fun, exciting movie and deserves to be seen. And my favorite user review in here is from somebody who's an actual storm chaser. And he hates the movie top to bottom because he says it's unrealistic. And so we know that, dude. We know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We aren't there for the realism. (laughs) I I wouldn't want to watch. I would not want to watch a realistic movie about podcasting. No. Nope. No, nope. I would not no. want to see that. No, because uh, you didn't watch it. that Zach Braff thing. God, no. Oh, his. This is funny. His uh, subject line is every bit as realistic as Solar Babies. What is Solar Babies? <laughs> <laughs> solar Babies. You ever seen Solar Babies? That's a great. That's a. Oh, I thought that God, was just a. Old. I thought that was just a sunscreen that you could buy for no, children. No, no. I would love to watch Solar Babies here <gasps> on Film Sack. A post-apocalyptic a future ruled by military. A group of renegade teenager orphans find a legendary yeah. orb that can supposedly bring the rain back to the dried up earth. Oh my yes. lord! Wow, this is a great film. How has got not seen this? It's also got right. Jamie Gertz and Jason Patrick in it. Weird, because those are both in that Debont uh, sequel to to Speed. Jason Patrick and, and Jamie Gertz. Or no, Jamie Gertz. Right. I'm sorry, she's not. Jason that. Patrick is, yeah, yeah but like, still, still Sandra. Yeah, Terrence Mann, Charles Durning. Come on, Peter Sweet DeLuise. Babies. He played <laughs> Peter DeLuise plays one of the kids. His name is Tug. Yes. All right, I'm in. You, we need names. to watch this if it whenever it comes available. <laughs> I love the names. Their names are Tug, Grok, Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Tara. But not so like my sister, but like now you know, on our we'll watch this if it ever if we ever get the chance to list. Yeah, for sure. Well, oh, it's, man. it congratulations is free right now on Pluto TV. <laughs> Does it seem weird that he chose that though? Like that he's saying, ah, it's about as Twister is about as realistic as Solar Babies. And I'm thinking, <laughs> right? Solar Babies used to be a, 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 a for a for a certain generation was the definition of worst movie for a long time. Yeah, and uh, it 
it's probably fallen out of that since then. Yeah, because I don't, I've never heard solar heard of Solar Babies. Oh yeah, I've watched it several times, and like I said, it's on Pluto TV right now, uh, which you can watch with ads, but it's not too bad. Pluto, Pluto TV, TV dot com. Just kidding. Or actually, that's true, isn't it? No, it's Pluto.tv. No, it's Pluto.tv. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Pluto.tv.com. All right. Twister, next week, right here on FilmSack. FilmSack.com is the website. You can find all our archives and everything else there. Uh, do check that out. We're also at FilmSack at gmail.com. If you're trying to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at FilmSack. And as always, uh, all our other info is right there. Uh, big thanks, everybody, for watching, listening. You didn't watch. You listened. This is just a podcast. You're not watching. Uh, that's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. So love <laughs> We'll see you next time. <laughs>